Sawate to Skipoli, Sawate Omnes. Welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. Trying to make it as lay as I can for y'all because I understand that people definitely think about Latin as a dead language, and a dead language, quote unquote, is probably hard to, to learn because it's inherently dead. So what what about it is going to be easy about learning something that's already archaic and such so you know the reason why i say that is because we're going to be diving into another little grammar lesson here so for those that aren't really interested you don't have to listen to this episode we're going to be diving into the irregular verb sum essay but also it's other irregular form form possum in uh, Latin. Um, and I'll get into all of what that means. We know what sum is in the present active indicative. It means I am. It's the verb to be. It's a linking verb. It's also what we call an intransitive verb. In meaning not trans, the preposition in Latin that means across, like transatlantic, trans-Siberian, uh, transcontinental, transgender, uh, trans... Mit, mitomitare in Latin means to send. So when you transmit something, you send across, and in this case, probably the ethers or a distance of some sort. So there you go. You got you guys know me. Got to etymologize whenever I can to help you guys out. Like always, we're just peeling back those words a little bit. So intransitive verb. An intransitive verb does not carry across the action to a direct object. That's what it means. Versus a regular verb, which is a transitive verb. Trans means across. Itive, it meaning to go. And then I-V-E, the action of. If you look at the word exit real quickly, you have X plus it. X is a preposition in Latin that means out of. It, again, like intransitive. It meaning to go. It's also in another irregular verb. Remember, verbs that are irregular are irregular because they can afford those irregularities because we use them so often in our language. You know, we don't, you know, like a verb like um, to iterate, for instance, is not going to be afforded many irregularity like a word like I am, you are, he, she, it is. See how the verb to be goes from am, are, is, were, will be. It can afford that irregularity because we are aware because we use those all too often. But if I were to take iterate, if I were to make that imperfect, was iterating, future will iterate. In the perfect past, iterated, See, it just really, it's just like the, the typical form that we were to do in order to express the correct tense of when that verb is occurring. So we're going to get into the irregular verb. We're going to talk about it. We're going to understand it. And then we're going to also stand, understand possum. Possum in, is another irregular form. And I'll just go ahead and tell you the, def, or the translation. It means I am able. I am able goes from possum, potest, potest, I am able, you are able, he, she, it is able. Okay, same thing here, another irregular verb, you are able, and what is going to be needed in order to finish that thought? Well, complementary infinitive, 
a complementary infinitive. If you remember what infinitive is, what is infinitive? If I were to say the verb love, what is the infinitive form of love? You just put a T-O in front of it and it makes it to love. The infinitive of walk is to walk. The infinitive of, um, not love, I just said love, um, talk is to talk. The infinitive is the infinite form, the one that has no finite person conducting the action versus the finite version of to love. If I wanted to express it first person, singular, active, indicative, I love. So hopefully all that didn't go really over your head. Um, because we're just talking about verbs here. We're talking about the expectations of verbs and how intransitive linking verbs like I am, you are, he, she, it is, the verb to be, is not going to take on any sort of direct object. One more example here, I am good. Is there any direct object between uh, or in that little fragmented sentence there, I am good? Well, it's not really a fragmented sentence. It is a complete thought. Um, I am not doing any action towards good because good is an adjective. It is not a noun. I cannot act upon an adjective. In fact, good is just basically an intensifier, really. So the way that I express to be, it's almost like an equal sign. I equal good. I could also say I am a teacher. I equal a teacher. I am a teacher. Same thing here. You are a teacher. Same thing here. You equals teacher. You are a teacher. If you're a teacher, maybe if you're not, I'm lying. But regardless of, we'll leave it there and then we'll get on into the nitty gritty. So hopefully that gives you kind of a good little intro into what we're going to be diving into here. Alrighty, so let's just dive right on into it. So earlier we learned the present tense of the irregular verb sum essay. I hope you remember it. I'm going to recite it real quickly. If you don't remember it, let's all get in the hood. Let's let's say it together. From the first to the third singular, then plural, we have sum es est, sumus estis sunt. Remember, sum again is the irregular form, as well as sunt, but all the other ones, as well as sumus, but all the other ones, es est estis, all are that that form that uh, gets assimilated because we talked about those nasal nasal sounds and how an S running into an M is uh, kind of a weird little, that nasal. Anyways, I'm not going to get into it. I've already talked about that in that prior lesson, if you guys want to check that out. So sum again, first person singular, I am, second person singular, S, you are, third person singular, he, she, it is, sumus, we are, estus, y'all are, sunt, they are. Hopefully it's coming back. And if it's not, don't answer the question of that it's not coming back. Since the present tense went so well, though, hopefully, let's look at the imperfect tense of sum. As with the present, the imperfect tense forms of essay are irregular, so I'm going to say them right here. I'm also going to provide them in the show notes so you guys can have a little bit of a, um, a visual. And you can also pull up the imperfect of sum essay on uh, your phone or computer if you have it readily accessible, which... Probably you probably have one or the other if you're listening to me already. First person, Aram. Second person, Aras. Third person singular, Arat. Aramus, Aratis, Arat. So Aram, 
I was, Aras, you were, Arat, he, she, it was, Aramus, we were, Aratis, y'all were, Arant, they were. See how I really like the imperfect because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there aren't as many irregularities to notice here. In fact, notice that all these forms have a characteristic vowel, which is the letter A. Aram, Aras, Arat, Aramas, Aratis, Arant. This is the same that shows up in those B-A endings and the other imperfect verbs. Remember, bomb, ba, spot, bomba, spot, spot. Um, I do believe I went over that in the, yeah, I did. Of course I did. And then we do bo, bis, bit, bimis, bitis, bunt in the future. But those ba endings, uh, it's another assimilation, that A, right? It's just like if we, we took Aram, if we took well, if we just nixed the ER, it would be bomb, ba spot, bomb spot, spot. So aram is spelled E-R-A-M. Nix that ER, put a B in there, and it turns into bomb. So there isn't really a lot of irregularity. And with other imperfect verb forms in Latin, the imperfect of the verb to be carries the sense of unfinished, unrepet or unfinished, repeated, or habitual action in the past, producing the following translations as... I was, I used to be, I kept on being, you were, used to, you used to be, you kept on being, he, she, it was, skibbidabibidabop, pretty obvious at this point. But I like to just go with uh, I was, you were, he, she, it. Um, the used to be or the kept on being can get a little uh, convoluted at times. Now let's go ahead and let's look at the future here real quickly in Zoom which is also a little bit irregular. The form starting at first person singular to third, and then in the plural, aroarisarit, arimisarit is arunt. Notice that these forms, well, let's go ahead and aro, I will be, aris, you will be, arit, he, she, it will be, arimis, we will be, aritis, y'all will be, arunt, they will be. Look at that. It's either sum, I am, aram, I was, or aro, I will be. There you go with the present, imperfect, and future forms of sumese, the verb to be. Notice now that these forms share a characteristic letter I, which is also seen in those B-I's of the future form, bo, bis, bit, bimis, bitis, bunt, right? Bo is irregular and bunt is irregular because typically first person singular, third person plural are going to be the ones that are irregular and then can afford those irregularities. That's why we always are either referring to the second form uh, in the verb and or the noun in order to get the base of the, of the noun and or verb. But we're in verb land, so let, I won't, won't confuse us too much here. So that characterizing I disappears in both the bow and a row, and it changes to you in the third person plural, bunt, where we get a runt. So... Those endings, bobis bit, bimis bit, spunt, same thing here. Aro, resurrect, remis, resurrect, bobis bit, bimis bit, spunt. Take away that er and it turns into bow, right? Aro or bow. Also, just like other future forms, the future of the verb to be carries the sense of action subsequent to the present, right? So I will be, you will be, he, she, it will be. It's going to be crazy if we were to recite all these forms again, so I'm not going to do that. Now let's look at another verb form, which is based upon the verb to be. Possum, P-O-S-S-U-M. Look at that. It has sum in it, plus that uh, prefix there, pos. The verb possum, posse, is a compound of sum essay. Possum is actually really pot plus sum. 
pot means able and soon means I am. So therefore, if we etymologize and we throw it all together into order to make the actual literal translation of the word, it's just going to mean I am able. Posse is the combination of pot plus essay, meaning to be able, right? The infinitive form. If I were to make I am able into its infinitive form, I would change I into to and to be able. And you take that am into be. So let's go ahead and let's do this in the present tense. Possum, potest, potest. Possum, potes, potest. Possumus, potestis, possunt. Possum, I am able, potest, you are able, potest. He, she is able, possumus, we are able, potestis, y'all are able, possunt, they are able. And the infinitive, of course, is posse. There is one minor irregularity here, which is really not an irregularity, but um, when T runs into S in Latin, very often that T will change to an S and produce the, the, com, uh, the consonant cluster, SS. So pot sum will turn into posum, right? Pot sumus turns into posumus, and pot sunt will turn into posunt, and pot esse will contract down to posse, P-O-S-S-E. There's an English irregularity that needs to be noted here as well. English has two ways to say be able. While we English speakers can say I am able to do something, we can also say I can do it, as in I can, you can, he, she, it can, 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 or whatever. Can, cannot, however, can cannot however be used with the infinitive okay so don't do that i i can that or to can does not really work right that doesn't that sounds really work or really weird can involves another complication uh that you should be aware of after possum latin expects an infinitive just like english able I am able to do something. So this is where we're going to get into the, the term that I was talking about at the beginning, uh, complementary infinitives, okay? But English can does not expect an infinitive, just a, a simple verb form. So I can do it, not I can do, I can to do it, essentially, is what um, that complementary infinitive to do would be the complementary infinitive in this case. Therefore, translating possum as can can lead you to bad places because of the presence of can in English and how you might expect to only have a simple verb form can do. That just doesn't make any sense in my opinion. So when in Latin uh, with possum, you'll have a complementary infinitive are able to do. So that's why I stick with I am able, you are able, he, she, it is able. Because if you are able, you are able, we got to finish that thought. And, and the way that we finish that thought is to whatever. In this case, I am able to love. I am able to walk. I am able to see. I am able to do great things. I don't know. Here is now that we've done it all in the present. Let's do posum in the imperfect. First person singular to third person singular, singular then plural. Pateram, I was able. Pateras, you were able. Paterat, he, she, it was able. Pateramus, we were able. Pateratis, y'all were able. Paterant, they were able.
as you can see, it's a simple compound of the prefix pot, which means able attached onto the imperfect tense forms of the verb to be. This tense translates the same way all imperfect tenses translate in Latin. So I was able, I could, you are able, you could, and so on and so forth. So the could works, but the can does not. So I could either say pateram, I was able to, or I could, pateras, you could, or you were able to, pateras, he, she, it could, or he, she, it was able to, and so on. Polisum also has a future tense, which is, as you can see in a hot sec, the expected combination of pot plus a row. So no, no, no irregularities here. First person to third person singular, then plural. Patero, pateris, paterit, paterimus, pateritis, paterunt. Look at that. Pot plus a row. A row, remember, a row, a risk, a remiss, runt. I will be, you will be, he, she, it will be, we will be, y'all will be, they will be. Now, if we may, we tack on that pot onto a row, turns into I will be able. Potteris, you will be able. Potterit, he, she, it will be able. And so on and so forth. And it translates like I just did in the same way that you expect a future tense verb form to translate. Just put that will. That will is that tense marker that's going to indicate that future. So notice, just as there is no can to in English, there is no will can either. Although I don't know why. I will can do this is not unattractive grammatically, in my opinion, and would say millions, a lot of syllables every day across the English speaking world. But hey, you know what? Now, I'm not going to die on that hill, and I don't think anybody else is either, because uh, we're a little bit too much deep into our language at this point to uh, start throwing in uh, those kinds of paradigm-shifting things. Finally, let's talk about this complementary infinitive that I mentioned before. In order to have the complete meaning of passe, it requires an infinitive called a complementary infinitive. It complements the verb form in order to finish the thought of I was able um, or I am able, right? I can't just say I am able and then no complementary infinitive to finish the thought because I got to finish the thought as to what I am able to do. Am I able? I can't just be able. Complementary infinitive serve to complete the meaning of that main verb by asking, rather not asking, but answering the question to be able to do what, right? That complementary infinitive is helping us understand what we're able to do in this case, whether it's present, past, or future. Not all verbs can take complementary infinitives, only certain ones which require an infinitive to complete their sense. So far in this, this like lesson, um, and all that good stuff. We've encountered only two verbs um, which can take complementary infinitives. Debeo, which means to ought or to owe. This is where we get debit card from. Debeo, I ought to do something right, as in I ought to think that uh, I'm helping you guys out with your Latin class. I don't know. And possum, the verb introduced in this little episode here, which means to be able to and in this case, we need that finishing thought to do something. Now that we have the, this new grammatical category, um, we should be able to identify the use of the infinitive as complementary if it is completing the sense of debeo or possum. 
uh, we'll, we'll be encountering more verbs in the future that are going to require complementary infinitives as well. Like how about the word desire? I desire to have a snack. I don't know. Whatever. That being said, that's going to wrap up our la lesson for today. I hope you learned something new. And I hope that these little mini lessons diving into Latin grammar is helping you kind of uh, suss out, uh, I don't know, Latin in your own class. Or maybe you're just trying to learn Latin via my podcast. I don't know. With that being said, I appreciate you guys. And uh, for those that don't know, I'm I'm really, uh, I've been trying to plug my podcast wherever I can. And I didn't shout out at the beginning because I actually didn't get a blurb or anything like that. But when I addressed my, uh, my um, Instagram followers and uh, friends on Facebook, which are just kind of my friends that I know very well or whatever, um, it's a personal Instagram. Uh, I asked uh, just for people to help me out, you know, support a very, very free way. Um, there hasn't been much movement except for we've gotten one more rating on Apple Podcasts going from 19 to 20. I appreciate whoever did that. I'm thinking about you and I'm sending all of the good energy your way as well because I really am grateful. I know it's just a rating, but it means a lot to me. So thank you again. And remember to thank yourselves and thank your body and your mind and your soul and anything and everything that, you know what, makes your life, it enriches your life. Thank your legs, thank your arms, thank your eyes. And maybe thank that person that you haven't thanked in a long time, just because. Tempus est, discetere.